Welcome back to Poolside Podcast. This is episode number 40, and I'm your host, Rachel Anthony. I am sitting down today with Brooke Van Reisel, who is from Winnipeg. She is the owner and founder of My Body, a gym dedicated to body positivity and being inclusive to every person, every body, and every fitness level. Brooke shares where the idea for the gym came from, why she decided to open up an actual real life gym as opposed to keeping it online in a group and why we need to get away from the traditional gym where people are so focused on aesthetic rather than how they feel. And we've all been to those gyms. Most of them are all of the gyms we go to where all the guys are lined up in front of the mirror watching themselves bicep curl at my body. Brooke hasn't put up any mirrors, so it's not about what you look like. It's just about how you're feeling and they have trainers to watch you for form and all of that so you don't need the mirror. We talk about why body positivity is so important and how the beauty and diet industry is impacting how we view ourselves. She gives her advice for people who need to break out of the low self-confidence mindset and work towards healing. She explains why you should work towards body neutrality rather than only focusing on body love because sometimes it's harder to love ourselves if you're so focused on what you're looking like or your weight and so just focusing on having a neutral stance on your body is more doable and realistic and I really like that Brooke talks about that. We also talk about how social media plays a serious negative role in our body image um, and some of the steps to turn it into a positive experience because we obviously all spend a lot of time on social media and it's unrealistic to say that we're just going to stop scrolling through Instagram. So she shares her best advice for how to make the whole social media a positive experience without making yourself feel bad. She suggests only following people that make you feel seen and supported rather than those you are comparing yourself to. It's a really great conversation that I have with Brooke. Um, I think especially now with so much focus on social media and body image and what we look like and comparing ourselves to everybody, that this is an important conversation to be having. And with that, let's get into it. Here is Brooke. Welcome back to the podcast. I am on a call today with Brooke from Winnipeg. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Do you want to start with introducing yourself and share what you do? Sure. So my name is Brooke. I am the owner of My Body Fitness and Nutrition. We are a body positive, body inclusive gym in Winnipeg. So uh, yeah, I'm a personal trainer. I have been for about uh, going on seven years. And I'm also a holistic nutritionist as well. So uh, yeah, we offer group fitness classes accessible to all bodies and, and all human beings here uh, six days a week. And then also holistic nutrition consultations once uh, by appointment. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And what did you want to be when you grew up? Like, was it always re-interested in fitness or nutrition or has it evolved mm-hmm. over time? Oh, it is so evolved. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when I was really young, um, I mean, I always kind of had, and it's so friggin' cheesy when I say it out loud, but I knew that whatever I wanted to do with my life, as whatever my job was, it had to be helping people in some way. So for a while, it was, oh, maybe I want to be a firefighter. 
maybe I want to be a nurse or a doctor. And then I realized I hate blood and needles. So that didn't work work out. (laughs) And then uh, I went through a music degree as well. And I thought I was going to be a professional musician. And then eventually I landed on, okay, I want to own my own business. And I am so in love with health and wellness and nutrition. And I want to make a difference and make the health and fitness space a little bit better for everyone. So no, it totally evolved over time. I took so many left turns. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. I mean, as people do, I guess. It, I feel yeah. like there isn't very many people that are like, this is what I wanted to do forever. Oh yeah, totally not. <laughs> and you kind of touched upon it, um, mm-hmm. what my body is, but do you want to share where the idea came from and kind of the journey to opening that gym up? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I knew I wanted to open my own space and I knew it wanted to be a group fitness gym. And then once I became a holistic nutritionist, I knew I wanted that to be a component as well. But the big difference um, in opening my body was just really a need to create a safe gym environment. Um, And then something, a place as well that didn't promote some of the unhealthy habits, the toxic behaviors that I had experienced through doing my own, like doing my own workouts, going to different gyms, group fitness gyms, and just regular drop-in gyms as well. Uh, You know, I've gone through disordered eating myself and dysfunctional relationships with food and movement. And I really wanted to, I knew that, you know, it was my responsibility as someone who participates in the industry to create something that was different and something that was better and create a environment where all people and all bodies are welcome, uh, celebrated, but also specifically accommodated. So creating something that was a great challenging workout for everyone who comes in. And the idea that modifications are not weakness, because that was always something that I experienced as well, was that, oh, you can't do it, so you suck. (laughs) It was, uh, so I wanted to make sure that that wasn't the environment at my gym. It was, oh, you need a modification because that's what feels good for you today in your body. Let's do it. I give them right off the hop. So the idea really came from wanting to create something better within an industry that have been the culprits of things like body shaming and the promotion of disordered relationships with food and movement for far too long. Right. I love that. And because you're in Winnipeg, so just for all the listeners, it's in Winnipeg. Um, Did it start like online? Did you already have like a group of women who you thought would be interested or was this like through your nutritional clients? Um, I feel like a lot of people nowadays don't just like open up an actual real life space, which is crazy, but... For me, it was kind of, uh, it was always the goal to have a space and have a group fitness gym, but it started out just as me doing one-on-one consultations. So as a holistic nutritionist, I started building, building my client base that way and started the Instagram page. So I started it only, oh yeah, it's only been just over a year since I started the Instagram page. I started it in November of last year. And then um, I actually intention, intended to open the gym January of last year. So not like, like, not like a month ago, but <laughs> the last January. So 20, 2018 January. Uh, but I was in a really horrible car accident uh, the May prior to that. And my injuries were t- still too severe for me to be able to actually open and, and function and teach classes. So instead, then I just started the consulting portion. So 
that was kind of how I grew the business and the awareness of the business. And like through going on the Instagram page, it was amazing how many people were super excited and how quickly the, the following started to grow and the support started to grow, which was great leading up to the fact that I was behind the scenes looking for locations, trying to secure my funding, submitting my business plan, doing all of those things. And then eventually secured the location in July, did all of the work to get it all opened up and renovated and then opened just this past October. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of behind the scenes stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And if someone has never been, because you obviously mentioned that it's different than normal gyms. Um, So what type of, can you walk us through kind of like the experience of someone like walking in and like what kind of classes there are to choose from? Um, And just like walk us through that. Absolutely. So the biggest difference between uh, my body as a gym and any other gym is that our focus isn't on aesthetics. So we don't promote, like we don't do any weigh-ins, we don't do measuring, we don't do any like fat loss challenges or anything like that. Our main focus is on how we feel and what we're capable of. So like the tagline I came up with for the business is because I love my body. And that really kind of displays the whole intention behind why people come here to move their bodies because it's joyful movement, it's supportive movement, and we're doing it because we love our bodies rather than using exercise as a form of punishment for what we ate or what we look like, whatever it may be, just getting away from that traditional narrative and enjoying accommodating supportive movement. So in terms of the classes that we offer, um, we offer right now 30-minute classes, nice, quick, in and out. They're a circuit style, um, high-intensity interval training style of class with a mix of resistance training, cardio, um, all different kinds of things, body weight exercises. And then we've got, you know, our kettlebells and our dumbbells and slam balls and all those fun things as well. But uh, yeah, if, if somebody comes in, they can, they can choose from the 30-minute classes. That's right now what we offer. And we're just adding in yoga next month, which I'm super excited about. But yeah, we'll have a different workout every day. And every week it changes. So some days we'll do a focus on like booty, or it'll be ab day or legs day or arms or back or what have you. And then it'll change every day and every week. So you'll always get something different, but it'll always be the half an hour and it'll always be accommodated to all bodies and all fitness levels. That's awesome. And do you ever find that there are people that come in that want to try it, but they're a little bit like resistant to the idea because we're so like brainwashed um, from normal gyms? Like, do you have to work with people to be like, okay, like stop thinking about what you look like, stop worrying about like how much you're lifting kind of thing. Like, is that a challenge that you face with some people? You know what? It, It was something that I thought was going to be a challenge, but I think the thing that's been so cool is that the, the minute that people come in, like, I mean, I have the rules on the wall of the gym, like rule number one is all bodies are welcome. The second rule is that we have a zero tolerance policy for body shaming or bullying of any kind. And then we smash beauty standards, crush diet culture and lift each other up. So, I mean, I'm very intentional about, about the space and what we stand for and what we do here. So I think that's why that actually hasn't really been an issue. People come in, they feel safe, they feel supported. One of the biggest comments that I get after people try the class for the first time is, wow, this is the first time I've ever felt comfortable in a gym environment. 
And that's mind blowing to me. But at the same time, that just tells you the importance of getting away from that, that brainwashing, right? So yeah, I mean, it, it happens like very seldomly, which I think has been awesome. And it's just a really great um, tribute to the amount of progress that we've, that we've made in terms of, of body image. And yeah, the, the difference that a safe space can make. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And it also shows like the need for that in society that if everyone's Absolutely. like, like, like I've been looking for like, cause I know so many people that are like, I don't go to the gym because like, I just don't want to be with all these people. I don't know what I'm doing. And I, you know, and so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be judged. You don't want to be comparing yourself to someone else or looking at yourself in the mirror. Like we don't have any mirrors in the gym because, you know, when people, if someone asks, they're like, Oh yeah, why is that? I'm like, that's not why we're here. I'm not here oh, to look wow. at ourselves. That's... We're here to yeah. be a community. We're here to move our bodies and have a friggin' awesome time. I yeah. love that. I, I had no idea there was no mirrors. That's such a, yeah. <laughs> an interesting concept. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, like a lot of the times people will say, oh yeah, but like mirrors to check form. And I'm like, but that's why I'm here. There's a trainer right. on staff in every class that is there making sure that you're doing the exercise properly and you've got great form and you're protected and you're not injuring yourself and we'll be there to give you a modification. And, you know, we work with all different abilities um, in terms of, uh, you know, physical abilities and fit, and then in terms of fitness level as well. So dealing with a lot of injuries and, and that kind of a thing is, is super, super important to accommodate. Yeah. And when people come to you for the holistic nutrition side, yeah. because obviously nutrition plays a huge role in all of that as well. What are the common challenges that you find people are facing when, when it comes to nutrition? Um, I think the most common challenge, because I see a lot of people who have been chronic dieters for a very long time, and they want a different approach. They want something else, something better that's going to help them feel like they are thriving in their bodies, but not restricting themselves and dieting and being sad. So I think the biggest thing, the biggest challenge that a lot of my clients face is learning how to eat intuitively because that is something that chronic dieting makes us lose through dieting. And when you're severely restricting yourself, you lose your natural hunger cues and your satiety cues. So your fullness cues. And that's one of the biggest things that I do. I work with people to help bring back those cues and how to learn how to eat more intuitively and listening to what their body wants and needs at any given time. And then also not labeling foods. So one of the biggest things, and it's so hard to get away from, I even catch myself doing it sometimes, labeling foods as good or bad, because that, like foods don't have moral value. So helping people overcome that and understand that, yes, there are some foods that are going to make you feel more energetic. And there are some foods that are going to make you feel more sluggish, but it's different for everyone. And you are not, you can never be good or bad for eating or not eating a certain food. Like I always use the comparison, like you're not a better person if you eat a salad versus if you eat a donut, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. True. (laughs) And and, um, do you package that together? Like do people come for you to the gym and then you're like, oh, we should also do nutrition stuff. Like Um, how does it work when you're working with people? 
It's, uh, it's separate. So, I mean, we have the group classes so people can sign up and do uh, a membership or attend class pass or drop-ins for the group fitness side. And then the nutrition is just by appointment only. Um, I decided to do it that way because I take such an individualized custom pro- approach to the nutrition um, that it's, it would be, in my mind, it would be very impossible to offer something just general to everyone. I need to like sit down, have a meeting, go through my forms, get to know the person in order to be able to give them something that's just going to, that's going to absolutely fit and work for them and help them thrive rather than just handing out random meal plans. So, yeah. Right. Um, and let's talk about body positivity for a second. You kind of touched yeah. upon it because obviously it's like the foundation of your entire business. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but do you want to just dive deeper into why body positivity is so important to you? Yeah, I mean, body positivity and the body positive movement uh, was created by and for people whose bodies are marginalized and have been marginalized for several years. So, I mean, as a cisgendered, thin white woman living in Canada, it wasn't necessarily made for me. um, But at the same time, I can work as an accomplice in the movement. And through my discovery of the body positivity movement, it actually helped me overcome my disordered eating. And, uh, and I'm so grateful to the folks who created that movement. And it actually helped me rediscover the issues that I was having with my own body image and my own self-esteem and to get out of those toxic relationships with food and with movement and understand that, you know, I am enough. We are all enough exactly as we are. And all of the things that we've been told are wrong about ourselves and our bodies are just completely incorrect. It's all based off of manufactured content in order to sell us products and things that we don't need. And uh, those industries, the diet and the beauty industry would go out of business if we all just decided to love ourselves exactly as we are, right? So um, it's, it's so important to me because it helped me get over, not, not completely, obviously, because we're never done. Healing's not linear. But it helped me step into the most confident and comfortable I have ever been in my own body. And it helped me um, check my privilege and recognize how lucky I am to be what I am and where I am. And uh, it helped me build my business as well so that I can help other people learn to accept uh, their bodies exactly as they are and help them recognize how worthy they are. I love that. And I think it is such a good idea to be able to build an actual space for that because I feel like online there's so many groups and things that people can join, but being an actual like face-to-face community, I feel so much more powerful. Yeah. So important. (laughs) Um, And you said it when you just were talking about um, manufactured content. So let's talk about social media for a second, because that is the definition of Instagram right now. (laughs) Um, So do you want to share your opinion about um, how social media has played a part in our self-worth and body image? Oh, man. I think social media is, it's one of the worst things that has happened to uh, (laughs) self-worth and body image. And I mean, it can be the opposite. It can be one of the best things if we, if we, you know, um, curate our own feeds, so to speak, with uh, people that make us feel supported and seen and worthy and diversify our content. But 
social media at large has been one of the worst things, I think, for self-esteem at large, because you see these perfectly curated images, like anyone can Photoshop any video, any picture. We're looking at perfectly curated images. We're looking at perfectly curated lives. Instagram and social media, it's the highlight reel of people's lives. It's not the real stuff. It's very rarely what's actually going on. You could see someone perfectly posed in a picture on vacation. They're perfectly tanned. Their body looks amazing. They've got beautiful makeup, beautiful hair, whatever it is. And then they could have just experienced an extreme loss in their life. They could have just had a panic attack two months, like two days before that. You never know because there's that fear of authenticity, I think. And that is really what hurts us is not knowing what's authentic and that fear of if you show your true authentic self, you're not going to be good enough and you're not going to measure up to all of the images and all of the people that you see, right? So it creates that comparison game. And I think that comparison is really what is the most harmful, uh, that the most harmful thing that social media has created that affects our self-worth. Especially because we know that it's being curated. Like, like you said, we know it's the best version of people, but yet we oh, still yeah. can't like wrap our heads around that it's, that it is probably fake, you know? And oh, so we still absolutely. compare, even though we know deep down that it's not necessarily real. It's yeah. very but mind it boggling. It's still, it's right in our faces. It's, you know, like we're questioning. There's always that, oh, what if it's not real? What, or what if it is real? What if that actually is true? You know, like I don't have that. I don't you know, have, we compare ourselves with our bodies, with what we own, with our happiness. It, it's just a horrible way to, um, you know, that to uh, compare ourselves to something that may or may not be real. And yeah, like you said, we might know, but it still psychologically affects us to see all of those perfectly curated images and compare that to our, our everyday. Definitely. Yeah. And because we can't really get away from it. Like, obviously, like, you have a business. Businesses yeah. need social media. We all still use social media. Yeah. Um, but how would you suggest people use it in a positive way? Like, is there anything that you would suggest they do so that maybe it's less negative? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say follow, uh, follow people that make you feel seen and supported and unfollow anyone who doesn't. So... It seems very simple, but it's not. <laughs> um, but basically, I tell people, if you're going through your feed and there's an image that comes up or an account that comes up and you immediately feel less than, unworthy, uncomfortable, uh, triggered, whatever it is, you don't have to be following them. And for some people, they're like, oh, but it's like a friend of mine. I'm like, okay, you can hide their profile. There's, there's tools that we can use. You can hide their profile. You don't have to unfollow them. But filling your feed with people that make you feel seen and filling your feed with diverse people and bodies. And one of the best things that I've done is just filling my social media world with people who look and are nothing like me <laughs> at all, because it's given me such an incredible perspective. And I get to learn from all of these amazing people that I'm like, holy smokes, that person is awesome. And I don't play that comparison game because I'm not following people that make me feel small. So 
doing that. And then I love recording diet ads. It's like my favorite pastime. (laughs) Every time one comes up, I'm like, report inappropriate. So, so you do don't that. like skinny tea. Is that yes. what you're telling me? <laughs> yeah, skinny tea and flat tummy po has officially blocked me on Instagram. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. So just, yeah, understanding you don't have to follow someone, even if they make you feel crappy. You don't have to do it. <laughs> I know. I think people need to remember that, that no one's like forcing you to follow them or to look at their photos. No. Yeah. Like the harm it's doing on your mental health is not worth the FOMO, you know? <laughs> totally. I totally agree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and how can people cope with the feeling of being judged? So now it's kind of like the other side of the mm-hmm. of the thing. So whether that's on online or in real life. Yeah. You know what? I I always say to people like, you know, if someone like sends a comment, someone says something negative, someone is judging you or you feel like they're judging you, I always tell people whether it's online or in real life, it's not really about you. Like even if it is about you, if the comment is directed at you or is written about you, that's still not really about you. That's about that person. That's about who they are that day. That's about them trying to make themselves feel bigger and trying to make you feel smaller. Maybe there's something they feel is missing in their life and they're frustrated and they take it out on you. It's, it's never really a true reflection on you. And I always tell people too, specifically for comments related to their bodies, um, every single negative thing that has ever been said about your body is a complete lie. And that seems like a very bold statement, but it's not because none of those, like we all think that we're flawed and there's things that are wrong with us and we shouldn't look this way and we shouldn't look that way. But all of those things are manufactured from the beauty industry and the diet industry in order to sell us things that we don't need. They sell us the idea that you're not beautiful unless you look like this. Or you're not good enough if you have cellulite or if you have rolls or if you're over this many pounds or if your skin isn't perfect. They sell us all of those lies. So whatever negative things someone has ever said about your body or about you, it doesn't come from a place of truth. It comes from that societal conditioning. So, you know, obviously do no harm. I always always say do no harm, but take no shit. So, you know, understand that, you know, if you're being kind and you're being your authentic, truest self, it doesn't matter what anyone else who's judging you is saying, because you know who you are. Yeah, I, I love that. And just like, as a, you just have to remind yourself of that yeah. and even surround yourself with people that will remind you of that as well. Exactly. People who truly support you and make you feel loved and seen and Everything that is the opposite of judged. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and the next question is a little similar. Um, but what is your advice for people in general, but women specifically, that are suffering from low self-esteem and insecurities, whether it's from these feelings of judgment or from yo-yo dieting and all the other issues yeah. surrounding body image in the in society? Mm-hmm. For me, the biggest advice that I can give, I think, is that there is nothing that you 
need to do or be. There's no action you need to take in order to be worthy as a human being of love and respect and celebration. There is nothing that you actually need to do or be in order to be worthy. You already are. You're worthy just because you exist. So whenever you feel insecure or are feeling low in your self-esteem, understanding that like you've already won, congratulations, you're already worthy. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to change. But also understanding that your feelings about your body are valid and your feelings about yourself and you know the low, low self-esteem that you have and those insecurities that you have are completely valid, but they also don't come from a place of truth. You don't have to earn the right to respect and worth and feeling good about yourself. You are already worthy just because you exist. And I always tell people, you know, we can't go from zero to 100. We can't be like, I hate my body. And then the next day be like, I love myself. I love my body. I'm going to forever feel like this. That's not how it works. (laughs) (laughs) It just doesn't work that way. Healing isn't linear. So don't get down on yourself for those down days. Live in those down days. Recognize those emotions, but also check in with yourself and understand and ask who is profiting off of those emotions. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's a deep question when you really yeah. get into it. Yeah. Uh, and for people that are are on that healing path or working on it or want to start, um, is there any tools that you would suggest that people can use to become more confident in who they are and kind of get past that mindset? Yeah. I mean, like I, I have so many like book and Instagram recommendations, but um, specific tools, I would say, I always tell people to work towards acceptance and body neutrality rather than love. You don't have to love the way that your body looks in order to accept and know that it deserves respect. So doing daily practices every day, like for me, even like a really small step, like I hated going shopping for clothes and specifically pants and stuff that I just, you know, it would drive me nuts and the sizes and as they would change because our bodies change and we fluctuate in weight, it's just a natural thing that happens, but it can still get you down. So even one little thing that I started doing, I don't look at sizes anymore. I don't look at tags. I just hold it up and I'm like, yeah, maybe they'll still fit. Let's see. And then I try one and I like look and I hold it up to my body. And I'm like, well, maybe that'll work and we'll try it. But I don't look at the tag because it's irrelevant and sizing is bogus anyways. But yeah, I would say doing things like that, things that take away, take the focus away from what you actually look like and focusing on what you are capable of and all of the amazing things that you are and that you can be that have nothing to do with what your body looks like. Because once you start digging into those things, you can realize you're like, whoa, I'm actually like a super dope human and I'm so much more than my body. And recognizing those things and doing those affirmations for yourself, saying I am more than just my body. I am flawless already. I am worthy because I exist. Those are things that I say to myself or I said to myself in the beginning of my journey, almost every day, I put sticky notes. I littered my mirrors with sticky notes, <laughs> telling me all of those things every day. Um, but really just finding what works for you and surrounding yourself with people who get it online and offline. Totally. And even like building on that, like how you feel, like if you feel healthy, 
and you feel happy and you feel strong, then that's all that really matters. Exactly. Yeah. Um, What is the most rewarding part for you of running my body? You know what? It's, uh, oh man, it's really just the people. It's the clients. It's the stories that I hear. It's, you know, the person who says this is the first time I've ever felt comfortable in a gym. This is, you know, I get, I got a message on Instagram a little while ago saying that someone that my Instagram page and what I do and what I put out there with my body inspired them to actually go into recovery for their eating disorder. They decided to seek help because of that. Things like that, little movements and little things that people message me about and their reactions and the changes that happen in their life. That is why I started this is to create that safe space for people, but then also make real change. And I'm just facilitating it. There's, you know, people do the work themselves. But when I get those messages from people saying, you've changed the way that I think about my own body, like that's, that blows my mind. And I just, yeah, it just, it just warms my heart. So I would say the most rewarding part is just the reactions from people and noticing when they notice the difference that a safe space can make right and you you don't even sometimes it's like you're doing such a a small thing or something that you don't even think yeah not that it doesn't matter but like you don't see the impact until until things like that happen when you've really changed someone's entire life yeah exactly yeah that's crazy Mm-hmm. And how important would you say is self-care when it comes to someone's self-confidence? Oh, it's like number one priority. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Being uh, and self-care, you know, it it takes many forms for many different people. So, but really practicing true self-care in what it means for you. So, whether that's you know, self-care can be, it can be like the bubble baths and the face masks and the, you know, taking the time to read or watch your favorite Netflix show, but it can also be saying no. It can be creating a boundary with a toxic person in your life. It can be, you know, checking in with your mental health, allowing yourself to take time uh, to recover, take a mental health day, those kinds of things, recognizing that your feelings are valid, but self-care is like it's absolutely necessary to maintain any kind of self-confidence because you can get to a place where you're feeling confident but if you're not caring for yourself and truly having that compassion for yourself it's it's only going to go so far one of the biggest things that um my one of the best things my therapist has ever said to me is uh this big revelation I had in my very first session with them She said to me, she's like, so to me, it really seems like you have compassion for everyone else except for yourself. And it just blew my mind. I was like, whoa, (laughs) I have no compassion for myself. You are 100% right. How did you know? What is this? (laughs) But that's, so that's something that I've been trying to tell people. I'm like, we have to have the same compassion and the same empathy for ourselves as we feel for others and those we love. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like sometimes we, we use other people as a distraction from yeah. focusing on ourselves. Cause you're like, Oh, well, I'm helping these people and like helping people is so much more important. Yeah. But really you can help people more if mm-hmm. you're also helping yourself. Yeah. If you're taking care of yourself. 
And how do you practice self-care? What are some of your go-to things? My go-to things. Um, Well, obviously for me, movement is a big one. But um, I also suffer from pretty severe chronic pain as well as a result of my car accident. So for me, self-care is often making sure that I'm getting enough sleep, making sure I'm stretching, making sure I'm going for regular massages. And then I love to have my own personal dance parties. That's one of my (laughs) go-tos. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. What are your favorite songs in your dance parties? Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's so hard to pick one. I mean, give me anything from the 80s and I'm, I'm set. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Lately, it's been like a lot of Lizzo and a lot of Hall & Oates, which is like two completely opposite ends of the spectrum. But that's <laughs> how I roll. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what is your morning routine like? Are you a morning person or like? Are you a routine person, I guess, is even oh, a better God. question. I have to be because, I mean, six days a week is when we uh, when we have our classes and the first one starts at 6 a.m. So Monday to Friday, I'm up every day at 4.30. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, so usually my, my morning routine consists of me rolling around in bed. <laughs> <trying to get laughs> and then waking up, doing a little bit of stretching uh, after the pain is built up in the night. And then... Uh, getting out the door as fast as I can and my lovely fiance making me lunch <laughs> and, uh, and then heading off to the gym to, uh, to teach the first class. Yeah. Nice. That's, I mean, sounds like a good routine. It's good oh, to yeah. get up sometimes, you know, yeah. just get up and get at it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. But I've always been kind of a morning person. I've always been uh, up early in the morning and then go to bed early at night. <laughs> that's how I work too (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and I know you haven't been open for super long but what is your your plan for my body what's next oh man I have so many plans (laughs) um yeah I mean like most recently what we're adding in is our our body inclusive yoga classes so that's coming up very soon um and then I mean the big big goal for me would be to have three locations in Winnipeg uh, within the next five to 10 years. I mean, it could be sooner, it could be longer, who knows, but that's kind of the big goal is to have three locations and, uh, expand and start my own nonprofit to fund memberships for those who can't, uh, afford them or it's not accessible to them. And, uh, yeah, just, just keep growing and doing as much as we can and keeping our involvement in the community. I mean, we do, once a month, we have our kindness class on the first Sunday of every month, and it goes to a different nonprofit every month. So doing more of that and getting making that portion bigger and bigger and, and giving back to our community more and more and making my body as accessible as possible is, uh, is really the goal. So yeah, just, just growing and growing in our knowledge, growing in our physical space, growing in our clients, and growing in our accessibility. I love that. That's so exciting. And I know you mentioned way up at the beginning um, that you have books and Instagram accounts that you love. What would you recommend for either of those or podcasts um, to our listeners? Okay. So I'll give you a couple of books first. So one of the first books that I ever read when I was starting to learn about body positivity was Health at Every Size by Linda Bacon. 
And then after that, I read Body Positive Power by Megan Jane Crabby. She's a body posse panda on Instagram. And then, um, well, what other one should I give you? Um, oh, uh, You Have the Right to Remain Fat by Virgie Tovar. It's a short one, but it's like one of the most impactful ones that I've read thus far. It's just so incredible. And uh, you can follow Virgie on Instagram as well. But um, podcasts for body positivity and body image and intuitive eating stuff, I would say um, podcast I really love is Don't Salt My Game by Laura Thomas. And then my absolute favorite right now is She's All Fat. Uh, They're awesome. And then for more of the political side of things, which I love because, you know, body positivity is a social justice movement. So um, for learning about racism and unlearning behaviors and systemic oppression, my favorite person on Instagram to follow is Erica Hart. And Erica also has a podcast called uh, Hood Rat to Head Wrap. Um, and it's a, it's called a decolonized po- podcast. And I learn something new from Erica every friggin' day. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> she's just amazing. And, um, Oh, I'll give one more just because they're, they absolutely yes. best. on Instagram, the fat sex therapist, amazing account. So good. <laughs> oh my God. I'll have to go yeah. check yeah. all of those out. Those are yeah. there's so many, but they all sound so amazing. <laughs> so good and I have so many more but like if you want more just go to my Instagram and go see who I follow and then just like follow all of them (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and that leads me to my last question which is where can people connect with you oh yeah so you can follow me on Instagram at mybodywpg and on Facebook and then if you're in Winnipeg you can come to my location But uh, yeah, in Winnipeg, we're on Roblin Boulevard in in Charleswood, 3655 Roblin Boulevard. But yeah, connect with me online, mybodywpg. Awesome. I'll have to come see you next time I'm in Winnipeg. I usually come like three or four times a year. So next time I'll stop in. (laughs) That'd be awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and sharing all of your inspiration for body positivity that was great yeah of course this was so fun awesome okay um yeah that was all my questions so yay (laughs) it was nice to meet you and talk to you yeah it was great to meet you too